Welcome to Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. Every week, we sip on a strong new blend of practical tips, information, and education to help you optimize your health, body, and mind. Your hosts are Janice, Emily, Megan, and Olga. Your break starts now. Welcome to another episode of Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. You've got Megan Sperling here in the studio today, and I have with me a very special guest with us, Dennis Kaskovich. He is the director of Sharp Healthcare's Security and Parking. Hi, Dennis. Good morning. Hi. It's nice to see you, and thank you for being here today. Thanks for having me. So, Dennis, the always controversial daylight savings is approaching us in just a couple of days. And just very quickly, how do you feel about the longer nights, shorter days, cooler temperatures change this time of year? Overall, I'm very excited because that means um, pumpkin spice lattes. Yeah. (laughs) So that's really the foremost uh, topic that I'm excited about. However, on a more serious note, we, we do have to worry about the early darkness. Right. Um, it, as you said, it gets darker earlier here. Um, and with that comes some uh, things that we need to consider for our own personal security, especially at night. Okay. So, uh, and that's exactly why we wanted to have you here today is to really talk through as the nights are getting longer, days are getting shorter, um, what should people be thinking about when it comes to their uh, safety and security as this time, as times change? That's a, a great question. And I get asked that a lot. And if I could kind of boil it down into, into one phrase, I would say situational awareness. Okay. Uh, we, uh, not only as sharp employees, but uh, citizens of San Diego should always maintain a pretty high level of situational awareness uh, wherever you go. And I would say that should be heightened um, in the evening when it's dark out. And now situational awareness, uh, I am familiar with it uh, um, as sort of an HRO strategy um, here at Shark Healthcare. And it's also a, a component of mindfulness. But while I feel like it kind of describes itself as situational awareness, would you uh, elaborate on what exactly it means to be situationally aware? Yes, exactly. Uh, one thing that you see a lot of, and I'm guilty of it too, is is a lot of people are very hyper-focused on their screens, specifically on their phones. You also see a lot of people who have earbuds in when right. they're walking around. Guilty. Same. Yeah. So that's, I'd say, one really good example of situational awareness is is to not be hyper-focused on your screen or earbuds in when you're out, let's say, walking from your office to your parking lot at night, you'd want to have a confident awareness about you as you walk mm-hmm. and not be completely closed off from your surroundings. And not necessarily look like someone who is not paying attention to what's around them. You want to look like someone who is, and actually be someone who's really aware of what's happening and who's around them so that they wouldn't be caught off guard in any way. Is that a fair interpretation? That's that's exactly how I describe it. And I would say that the, the best, I'd say, description would be you want to be a hard target. Um, criminals in general, mm-hmm. whether it's um, a person they want to victimize or a location, are going to look for what they consider to be a soft target. Someone or something that will make their crime easier to carry out uh, with less problems. And if they see you walking very confidently, aware of where you're going, moving with purpose, they're much less likely 
to bother you than someone who's shut off from the world because they're closed off by technology. So being a hard target looks like uh, not having your phone in front of your face, <laughs> not having earbuds in mm. as you're walking in a, in a place where you know you might have a lot of exposure to um, the world around you. And it looks like walking purposely with confidence. Are there other characteristics that make up someone who is a hard target? Anything in terms of like how they hold their their purse or their mm-hmm. keys? Do they, is it a good idea to get your keys out early? That just things like that. Those are things that come to mind for me, at least. I think you already you already know all the answers. <laughs> you already said them all. Um, but yes, there are definitely uh, physical things you can do uh, while you're out about at night mm-hmm. that can help you not only be physically be a harder target but but look like you're more prepared uh, that's exactly one if you have a purse carrying it tightly um, under your arm I do recommend that you have your phone out and available not okay. necessarily okay. in front of your face uh, with the screen on but in your hand so that if there is an emergency you can very quickly call for help yeah. or 911 I'd also advise, uh, and this is common here in Sharp, when you're walking to your parking lot, to have your key fob in your hand and also ready to go. Gotcha. That can serve two purposes, either quickly opening your car um, or most key fobs have an emergency button on the fob that you can activate, which will set off your car alarm, which would immediately um, bring a lot of attention Attention. to you and your situation. Absolutely. So those would definitely be ones that I would say I'd recommend here for our employees since a lot of people do walk to their cars. Yeah, that, that's really good feedback. And, you know, one of the things that uh, was just um, that just occurred to me as you were talking was um, being mindful. You know, we're, we're talking a lot about uh, safety and security right now because of the fact that uh, the time is changing. And I think think I've heard that some that crimes do tend to go up as we get closer to the mm-hmm. holidays. I don't know if that's just a myth or if that's true, but one of the things that I always think about um, and I thought of while you were talking was the fact that where you park can, you should think about where you're parking depending on when you're leaving, right? So if you right. can keep in mind, you might be pulling into a certain area that it feels perfectly fine during the daytime, but if you are going to be in a certain location until late at night, it might be advisable to take that in consideration before you, uh, or as you're deciding where you want to park. Is that a fair statement? That's 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 a very good statement, of, and I would say if we're talking about employee parking, yeah. you generally speaking know where your parking area is, and so when you are settled in your, in your job, in your location... You want to find or prefer parking areas that are well lit. Right. Um, we've made a lot of improvements with some of our parking. With the new Birmingham garage at Metro is is very nice. Right. Um, also at, at a memorial, they put this really bright lighting along Knollwood so that people walking from the parking lot to the hospital can feel very confident. Mm-hmm. Um, and as an aside, they're also installing emergency buttons at oh, that good. location. Oh, that makes sense. But yeah, parking in the well-lit area is definitely important. And then as you're moving from your work to your to your car is to stay on well-lit paths. Okay. You, and, yeah. 
And would you and and Sharp is taking all the efforts to make sure that those wellet paths are available to employees, and so it's just a matter of making sure that you're utilizing them. Is that yes? Yeah. I would I would mention since we're talking about that one, one of our security managers, uh, Joe Snarponis, is uh, an expert in analyzing these types of locations for physical security. Great. And so he's done studies in different locations where we'll recommend that shrubbery be cut back or lighting be enhanced or a fence be upgraded. And so that's something that we look for. And, and I would say to the employees, if you see an area on campus or on sharp property that you feel is a risk and maybe we don't know about it, please let your security manager know and we can come do one of those assessments and and hopefully make it safer. And that's that's great feedback. I actually didn't realize, uh, I, you know, I know you, Dennis. Uh, <laughs> I, I work uh, just down the hall from you. And so if I ever have a security question or idea or recommendation, then I could just come and bother you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if, if, if um, I'm an employee and I don't know who my security um, team is at uh, whatever site I'm at, how do I find them? Are you, do you have a page on SharpNet or is there a, the right person, a certain person to outreach? Too. Yes, we do. Uh, first of all, I would always encourage anybody, if you can remember my last name, Kaskovich, please go direct with me. Um, but yeah, we have a, I think we have a pretty good uh, SharpNet page that has the points of contact for all of our security managers. Each major campus has their own uh, security manager who physically works uh, there. Um, so you, you, that would probably be the best thing is if you're on Memorial, Grossmont, Chula Vista, Go see Joe, uh, Jim, or Ray. Intru- you know, at a minimum, it's fun to introduce yourself, Absolutely. get to know the security team, and and if you have questions or concerns, uh, I'm very confident that all those gentlemen uh, will help you. And if you're here at Spectrum System Services, uh, I obviously am in this building, and also Cedric, who is our manager for Coronado, and Howard, who's our Sharp Staley manager. Right. We're all in the same office, so you could kind of get the trifecta of security awesomeness <laughs> if you come meet us. The, security, the trifecta <laughs> of security awesomeness. Is that on the door to your office, yeah. or is that um, something you guys are just sort of using unofficially? That's our, uh, that's our nom de guerre. Understood. Yeah. Understood. So we've talked a lot about parking and sort of security and, and, and situational awareness as you are navigating from one space to another. Uh, is there, we, we've talked also about uh, the uh, ways that Sharp Healthcare keeps you safe, uh, what, what you and your team do specifically um, to you know, keep a safe and secure environment for our staff. Is there anything else uh, around uh, personal security and safety that you want Sharp Healthcare employees to be mindful of, whether it's being here at Sharp, or whether it's just sort of being out amongst you know the rest of the San Diego community, there there are quite a quite a few things that I I, I think I could add here. Um, first of all, we have about 125 full time officers in our security department. Do we really? Yes. And wow. Then, and another 81 in the per diem SRN pool. Wow. So while it's a large department. When you compare that to our to the number of employees that we service, the eighteen thousand plus, yeah, plus, uh, it's it's hard for us to be everywhere. And as much as I would like yeah. to have a one for one ratio of security <laughs> to employees, uh, we can't do that. So much like police 
out in the civilian world uh, or out in town, we can't be everywhere. And so there is an expectation that employees do uh, practice personal security. uh, And it not only protects them, but protects fellow employees. Um, One example, and I bring this up at all of the new employee orientations and when I'm talking to the senior leaders, is the importance of wearing your employee badge. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) Uh, I understand that it can be, you know, it's a big bulky thing that either hangs from your neck or you have to figure out some way to to display it. But it's, it's really important for a couple of reasons. A... It's a, it's a regulatory requirement that we identify ourselves uh, to our patients and, and to our customers. Right. But more importantly than that, it allows us to recognize each other and, and to acknowledge who should be where and to make sure that people who are in our workspaces and our patient areas are actual employees that belong there. Right, um, right. There, there is a means by which people can illegally enter uh, sharp healthcare. It's we call it social engineering, and it's talking your way in. Yeah, yeah. Or sneaking in would be another word. So it's really important that we all wear our badge. And and if you see someone not wearing a badge, I'd encourage you just to politely ask them, give them the sharp experience, and say, Hey, can I help you find an office? Can I help you with something? Yeah. And if they say no, no, I I work here. Then you you can say, oh well, I didn't see your badge, so that's why I asked. Yeah. And most people will will show you the badge after that. <laughs> uh, if someone is actually um, resistant to uh, showing you a badge or identifying who they are, uh, we don't encourage any employee to be confrontational with another person. We don't want you to, to to take matters into your own hands. Just let security know if you can get a description of the person. That's perfect. And then let security or HR know if security is not available or your leadership. And we'll try and track that person down. So wearing the badge is, is my most uh, common refrain when I talk about security around Sharp. And, you know, I, I, I hear that. I, I think my second day at Sharp Healthcare back in 2010, um, a member of our leadership team and clinical effectiveness stopped me and said, excuse me, <laughs> where, you know, do you, she said something very, it was very polite. It was a very sharp experience, but she said, you know, you know, I, I noticed you don't have a badge. Do you, do you know where you're going? And I probably looked lost anyway, cause it was my second, it was, it was my second day here at Sharp. And, um, that was, uh, it, it burned into my brain though. And I realized later that was a member of, of our leadership team. And it was really wonderful that that was something that I got exposed to early on. But what it also kind of reminds me of is a part of, uh, this, a part of the whole badge wearing and being willing to, you know, um, I don't want to use the word confront, but just approach someone else and, and get a sense from them as to whether or not they are where they should be is uh, to make sure that we're all okay with being called out if we're not wearing our badge. Right. And re- realizing that if we're not wearing our badge and someone asks us, we should be appreciative that that person is looking out for the safety and security of Sharp Healthcare, that they're not uh, um, uh, you know, trying to give you a hard time. Right. They're trying to do the right thing and trying to make sure that we're all secure here at Sharp. So that's something that I, I always um, that always goes through my mind too. You know, it's always good to be a good sport if yes. you're that person because yes. I have seen. You know, it is possible people can be a little taken aback. And we've had that. And yeah. We've had that, and I understand it's co- uncomfortable for people to be questioned by their fellow peers at work about 
something. Right. But, but when I, I always, I always bring up you know, how important um, HRO is. Um, and when we talk about it, Sharp, we, we often talk about it in, in the clinical situations. Right. Um, you know, cross monitoring is not only encouraged, but it's it's an expectation in the clinical area. Absolutely. If I'm going to prescribe some medication or administer some medication, I, I expect you to cross monitor that I'm giving the correct dosage. And at this point, I think everyone accepts that that's our standard to be a HRO organization. But the, the same philosophies also apply to, to non-clinical areas and in, in our administrative areas. Yeah. And, yes. and confirming that an employee actually works there and belongs in that area it is just part of, of being HRO. And it's, it's part of being highly reliable. I completely, completely agree. No, that that is, uh, um, I appreciate that as sort of the, the first and foremost strategy that you want us to be keeping in mind as we are navigating our days here at Sharp. Um, you know, we only have a few minutes left, but I'd love to know if there's, uh, are there any other tidbits? I know you said that there are quite a few that could come to mind. Are there I'll just, kind of... in the respect for, for your time, uh, I will just offer two more. One is uh, it's related to the badge, and that's what we call piggybacking or tailgating, and that's allowing or opening doors for people who either clearly are not identified by a badge or people you don't know. Okay. And this is definitely uh, a, a huge concern, and, and in clinical areas, uh, we put our patients at a huge risk if we allow people in there who we don't know who they are. Not only is it a risk, a physical risk to the patients, but it's a, a, a very high risk for uh, protected health information of someone going in and, and kind of gleaning and, 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 and obtaining, obtaining information, information they don't about need our have. patients yeah. in, in clinical yeah. areas. So that's a, a risk. So I encourage people to not allow people into areas if they're not clearly badged and belong there. And that's called tailgating? Tailgating. Okay. okay. We, or piggybacking. 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 In our, in our organization, I think the most highly, I guess, likely situation would be either a disgruntled employee or a estranged family member trying to get to work to sure. do something not good sure. Uh, sure. with one of our employees. Understood. So, again, it goes back to us protecting each other. Uh, and caring for each other. And caring for each other. Yeah. The other one is uh, we – I get a lot of questions about – active shooter and I, and I and I hate to bring it up because it is a, a very emotional topic and yes. one that that is is not a, pl- a pleasant uh, a pleasant thought pleasant thought yeah however it, it's a reality and um, the managers have been doing a fantastic job of going around the campuses and giving um, really really informative classes and there's a lot of information out there on the web and there's we have a, a great sharp net page that has a a very well-made video and a PowerPoint that I would encourage all employees to look at if you haven't. But if you could, if you could leave this podcast with one thought, it would be in any type of violent situation like that, your priority should be to, to run from the scene. And, and we, we say run, hide and fight, but really I would say run, 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 just get out of there as quickly and efficiently as you can and I, I won't go into the whole active shooter brief, but if, if you could get anything uh, from this, just 
get yourself safely away from from what's going on? You know, it's it, you're right. It's it's not a, um, it's not a pleasant subject, uh, but it's it's one that is a part of the reality of the world, and it's one worth being aware of. And I, I think that when we talk about security, and you could you could really apply this comment to a lot of other elements of, of wellness and, and health in the world. But you know, when you think about security, so much of this it, it are things that we've heard about, been exposed to, but you do end up becoming a little bit numb to them. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a lot of value in you being able to um, communicate with staff directly and remind them of. What are all the things in terms of, uh, you know, personal action, in terms of uh, personal choices that people can make every day to be safer? And, you know, I think being mindful of where you park, being aware of what you should do if there's a a, um, violent situation. Mm -hmm. These are things that we all think that we know but we can become numb to it and not necessarily um, behave in a way that reflects that knowledge. And so it's, you know, you coming on this podcast and talking about this is incredibly, incredibly valuable. And I really appreciate it. And I know that the people who are listening to this really appreciate it too. Is the best way, just sort of to recap, is the best way to, you know, ask a question or to connect with your team or to learn about active shooter um, uh content is it really to start with your sharpnet page just yes. enter security on the search bar and we'll we'll yes. get to you on a to z a to z <laughs> I go to the a to z mysteries uh and just under security that's the best start and and as i mentioned earlier it not only has all of the information of how to reach our managers uh, it also has our our video and the PowerPoint, and there's also links um, to getting a badge, new oh, badge, and, and things like that. Perfect. So that's that's good good information. Well, Dennis, thank you so much for your time. I'm really again so grateful that you're able to join us today. Thank you for having me, and uh, security is is always at your service and and sharp as as a whole and please don't hesitate to reach out to us if you have any concerns at all wonderful well thank you everyone out there who is listening to this Uh, we appreciate you as well and we'll see you next time have a healthy day download this episode and find more great information on health and wellness by visiting sharp best health on sharpnet.com